Welcome back to another fantastical episode of the Basement Ballers I don't podcast. Think a, I don't think that's a word. I just made it up. It's a Basement Baller word, but I'm pretty sure it is a word, so uh, maybe you should check your English dictionary. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this is a fantastical ex- episode of Basement Ballers podcast. I'm Kareem. That's Brahim. If you guys are you know, new to this podcast, we like to talk about English football. We like to talk about Spanish football. And then when Champions League happens, we like to talk about Champions League football. But this week, it's not going to be a Champions A lot of League. balls going around. A lot of balls. Well, we're the Basement Ballers. Mm, and you could be a baller today. If you yeah. just subscribe, like, follow, mm-hmm. and all that jazz, mm-hmm. check out all our social media in the description while you're there mm-hmm. tiktok instagram twitter we're active on all of them mm-hmm. so check us out mm-hmm. and yeah without further ado let's talk about england football today but the way that i want to talk about it because there were several games this week i want to talk about team for team what's been going on starting off with arsenal who have been making waves this get, week let's get it so yeah okay we'll start with um okay so we played obviously we played liverpool today but i'll start with the result from earlier this week so we played forest mm. which fun fact even i didn't know this so our last three or four visits before this one because since we won obviously this week we hadn't won because i remember in 2018 when Wenger was still there, we lost in the FA Cup. We lost last year when like the title was pretty much wrapped, but like that pretty much kind of put like an exclamation point on the title. We lost one nil then, and we lost. Apparently, it was um, I don't know one else, but basically up until like this result, we had lost us three or four there. So it was good to get the win. Yeah, were you it nervous was- when they went, when they scored? Yeah, because they almost had a like I don't know if you saw at the end, but they had a penalty shout, mm. blah blah. Like we should have buried them to be honest. I mean, like it was it was a it was a decent game. Like I don't think we played like exceptionally well. It was like Matt was like, like both goals were kind of like Matt Turner, who's a former goalkeeper. Like now I get why we've been them. He's fucking terrible. Yeah, because Saka scores the first one on his right foot at an angle that shouldn't even favor a right footed player, and he still scored it. Mm. And then the second goal literally is just like near post goes between his legs. Gabby Jesus. So like. And my turn is trash. Americans can't play. No, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. We're not American, by the way. I know some people think we're American. We're Canadian. We're not American. Anyways. Well, so, we're Lebanese, but sure. Well, like, yeah. You know, I mean, that was, yeah. So there was that. Um, obviously, getting into there was today's results. Okay, well, let's first of all, so that we can kind of do it like a bit of a chronology. We, You know, Liverpool played Chelsea midweek, mm-hmm. uh, a game where we were pretty dominant against them, where uh, honestly, they didn't really get much on us. That goal that they did score was a bit of a consolation prize. You guys I mean, should have had like seven as well. Yeah, we should have had seven. Nunez hit the post four times, which is a Premier League record, apparently, for a player. <laughs> Um, overall, we 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 slapped Chelsea, and you know, and we but it was at home, which was good, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, off the back of all the Klopp news that we already talked about last week, so we're not mm. going to talk about it this week. Mm-hmm. But off the back of all that, um, a lot of people were saying we're giving shouts to, uh, oh well, like now the Premier League is going to favor Liverpool in terms of refereeing decisions because there were a couple of questionable decisions in that Chelsea game. Yeah, that was a penalty. The one on on Gallagher. Yeah, yeah I, I, you that know, was, listen, that was, that was a penalty. I would I could go either way honestly like I, I could definitely see the the argument but what I will say is that we played better than Chelsea we deserved to win yeah it wouldn't have changed the result don't get me wrong you mm. guys still would have won but yeah. that, but that was a penalty yeah exactly so yeah. overall uh, that's what happened with Chelsea now we're gonna talk a little bit about what Chelsea did today as well but before we do let's move on to well, the Ars- well, yeah well but no, no I, th- I think what we should do we should just go over like all the midweek results then we'll focus on the weekend results all right we can do that so we'll just we'll move on right now United obviously there was um the Wolves game yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched that game. I watched. I I um I didn't see why I saw them in the highlights, but I started um watching after it was two 0 for United. Yes. So the first two goals, I mean, um, it was Rashford first, yeah, Rashford and then second Hoyland. was Hoyland. Hoyland, yeah. yeah, but the Hoyland goal was just like it was like yeah. he scored. Don't get me wrong, and now he's been in some he's been in some pretty decent, decent form. form goals. Like I think since he scored against Villa, which is maybe like 
what, like six games ago or something. I don't know. Mm. He scored like three or four goals. The Villa goal was his first Premier League goal, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like in the Premier League, yeah, so he scored the one against Wolves. Um, he also scored today, actually, yeah. but we'll get on that later. But anyways, yeah, he scored against Wolves. Um, it was a pretty shit goal. I mean, he just kind of shot it. I think it deflected and mm. went in. Yeah. So there was that. Then Wolves pulled it back to 2-1. And then the thing is, right, is that I saw someone make this argument. So I, don't, I don't know if you like saw the penalty, mm. like the like how he got fouled. So by the letter of the law, yes, it's a penalty because Casemiro does make contact with him. But in my opinion, the way it should be with penalties in general is like, me personally, I don't think that like that was like yeah, Casemiro touched him. I don't think it was enough for the guy to go down. Mm. And if it's not enough for the guy to go down, person, I don't think you should be giving that as a penalty. Even though yeah, he went down and there was contact, it's not enough for someone to go down because like, for in the in the Liverpool game, for example, there was a few times. I remember the, in Kunku, there was like one time. He got, like, clipped a few times in the box, but then he just kind of kept going, and mm. he didn't dive or whatever, you know mm. what I mean? So, like, for me, those kind of penalties, like, unless the dude obviously gets taken out, shouldn't be given. Now, it was given. I'm not going to complain. It's United, but, you know. 2-1. Then McTominay scores, like, the most Bandulu header I've ever yeah. seen after. I don't know if you saw the header. Yeah, yeah. He literally, eyes closed, just literally hits his head, goes in, whatever, 3-1. And then after that, I was like, it was like, what, 15 minutes? I'm like, yeah, this is probably going to be. Like, I knew if United were going to win, it wasn't going to be 3-1. Like, yeah. maybe Wolves would make a 3-2. Then it would be, like, very nervy. Then they'd end up winning. Or they would draw it. And then what happened? They drew, obviously. They 3-2, they then 3-3. And then not even a minute later, um, yeah. Mino, uh, what, yeah, yeah Mino, yeah. Mino scores that goal. It was a fire goal to nutmeg. The dude who whipped it bottom corner, hit him with the you know the sign, you know the the calm down. Mm -hmm. It was cold, man. He's actually he's actually someone I get why United fans rate because yeah, United fans have this obsession with um with Garnacho for some reason. Mm -hmm. I think Garnacho's terrible. Yeah, Mino I can get why he, he's rated though. He's good. I like him. Mm. But you know there. So we're gonna talk about Garnacho a little bit, and obviously this is up to up to for discussion with the with the comments and everything. But uh, that game was, uh, as you said, like like very typical United, where like even when they go up by th three one, let's say, like a lead is you, never safe with them. You yeah. could yeah, because they have this tendency to hang their head. Now Kobe Mainu, he 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 gave them that little spark, and he obviously showed a lot of like like talent, especially in the last couple like like this season especially, he showed Man United why he's like a, like an up and coming star for them. He was even getting by a couple of United fans. Now I don't agree with this, but a couple of uh, shouts for a Euro. Like, uh, yeah. Well, because apparently right now the, the English FA are fighting with Ghana over yeah. who he should represent. If I was him, I'd go to Ghana. Yeah. Because the reason why, and this is also something I want, I want to talk about right now. Um, what I've noticed, I, mean, I could be wrong if United fans could like let me know. Kobe Mainu, to me, is more of an 8 than a 6. Mm. I don't know, because... His defensive qualities are like are decent. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like he offers way more attacking wise yep. to the point where I think he should be a box to box or a number like number eight essentially. I don't think he should be playing as a DM mm. with Casemiro now. Obviously, since they're lacking another like they're lacking really midfield options there. Like yeah, I get it for like let's say this year, but if I'm in Man United, I'm making sure my DM spot is sorted and then I would just play him further up top because I think he could offer way more attacking wise than defensively and the issue is if he goes to england well he's not going to get picked because as long as southgate is there he, he won't get picked because mm. if i was him i'd wait a bit but southgate is not going to choose him over calvin phillips or he will, he's not going to choose him over declan rice or whatever like well i mean that's warranted i think mm. Declan rice is still better but like 
You know, like, if I'm him, I go to Ghana. Now, mm. if Southgate, apparently rumors are after this Euros, he's gone, mm. regardless of if they win or not, apparently. So, maybe wait. I don't know. Yeah. No, 100%. And he's, he still has a lot of chances to get in there. Just like how some Liverpool fans talk about Curtis Jones going, I don't mm. think he'd also... I, similarly, I don't think he'd be picked just because Southgate is more of like a... Like, he likes his tried and true players. He likes the players that he's kind of like, you know, got him to the dance in order to like, like yeah, see how far they can go. But they won nothing with I know, those tried but he's, players. But, yeah. uh, but that's the kind of manager he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's weird, man. Um, he's a weird manager. But anyway, so on that note, let us know what you guys think about Kobe Mainu. I think that we both like similarly rate him. I think that he does have like a future at United. Um, unlike some other players, however, there's like some some questionable players. I still think that McTominay is not like what United trash. Need. I think that Amrabat's like like uh, um. Oh, he's a lone player. So yeah, I, but I think that he's he's definitely gone. I don't think that they would be looking to like extend him. It's just unfortunate because yeah. I think that at Liverpool he could have done some work. I just do you think maybe the situation at United just wasn't I, suited for him? I don't, I don't even think it's them. I think I think he fooled all of us, man. Because you know, I don't know, man. No, no, you know why? Because you know the game that gave him like fame or whatever. That France game. It, it was the France game. But even that France game, like, bro, people forget Mbappe spun him and had him on the ground like three times yeah. in the same game. So like, I mean, Barca were linked to him. I remember last winter. I would have taken him personally, but mm. like. Yeah, on second thought, we probably dodged the ball. Now that doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's still he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just that I just think that because like when he, when he first came in, right? Yeah. Like Ten Hag was trying to play in like this weird inverted role, left mm. back, like doing some weird stuff. Yeah. And I just don't think that that was suited for his play style. Mm. You know, uh, I think he can still do work. I think hopefully he does get more opportunities. But I think that United will decide to move on. Now, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. I find funny. What? I saw some dude call him Haram Tate at one point. Haram the bat. That's wild, bro. That's wild, man. The Muslims in the in the football community are uh, <laughs> going crazy on this, man. Then it was yeah, Man City, Burnley. No, let's uh, let's what? talk about Garnacho. Let's oh, talk about Garnacho because I'm, you just said well, some blasphemous uh, words. I, I, I want to save that till the end. Oh, you want to save it? To I want to save that till the all end. Right. That will definitely be part of our question of the day. So, all right, yeah, sounds good, brother. All right, right till the end. Let's talk about Man City Burnley. Uh, that was three one, right? Yeah. Three one. I mean, we all expected it, right? I mean, I expected it to be more, but yeah, three one. Man and the, City. that last goal was like a basically like a consolation yeah, prize. Yeah, tough. I mean, Vincent Company has a statue outside the outside the Ethia. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they built a statue for him. So yeah, he has a statue outside the ground. Came back to his former team. I thought they'd get spanked way more. So kudos yeah. to them. They're still going down, but like mm-hmm. kudos to them. Yeah, and, and um, Man City haven't played their 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 twenty. There are two games back. So yeah, yeah. We every everyone else in the league, if I'm not mistaken, is either at well, minimum everyone else besides Man City's at 22 games. But mm. I think pretty much all the league has played 23 games. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any games happening tomorrow. Let me. Let yeah, me there check. is the, the the Man City Bradford game is tomorrow at three, uh, I believe. Three okay, so I Eastern think Bradford would be the only team that probably. Okay, let me check. Hold on. Yeah. So. But right now, yeah, everyone's played 23 games except. Bournemouth have played 22. Brentford have played 21 as well. Yeah, so basically Luton, Bournemouth, Brentford, and Man City. So Brentford and Man City have played 21, and Bournemouth and uh, Luton have played 22. So yeah. we'll have to see about that. So, but so yeah. that's tomorrow. I mean, like, obviously, as, as Liverpool fans, we want Ivan Tony to go do some work and the Mope to use his no, shit talk yeah, the, abilities to, to get into. Mope like, sucks. I know, but, He's, you know, we need, we need that. He, he, he chats too much shit for you. Like, I'll, I'll get on him actually, like, right right um later. When we, mm. Actually, right now, shit. Okay. Yeah, the Man City Burnley, that's boring. They have two games in hand, Man City. They went to those two games in hand. They go a point above Liverpool because. Yeah. They win those two games a hand. They'll go on to twenty, not twenty, uh, fifty-two points. Yeah. You guys are on fifty-one, and Arsenal are on forty-nine. Yep. 
So the title race is looking uh, quite tasty, man. It's looking. You guys still have to play City at home, at yeah. their home. Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, and the thing that fills me up with a bit of hope mm. about like Arsenal's chances is because like we've played every top six team once this year. Mm. We haven't lost yet. Like, so we beat, we beat United, we beat you guys, we beat Man City at home, and we drew to Spurs at home, and we drew to Chelsea away. Now. The only, I'd say, really, really tough game, like really tough remaining, would be Man City away. Because we played Liverpool twice, so we drew once and we beat you guys today. So that's four points out of six. Spurs away is going to be tough, yes. Um, United away also will be somewhat tough. But me, the really only game I'm still, like, I'd say, scared of is Man City away. Because Aston Villa and Newcastle, for example, those are going to be at home. Um, I believe we already played Brighton away. I believe we also played... Um, West Ham away, that will be actually next. Was that away or out? Because next, our next game, next Sunday, is going to be West Ham. Yeah. But I don't know if that's out. Is that away or at home? Let me check, actually. Yeah, that's away. Okay, that's an away game. Yeah. That might be tough, too. But I don't know. We'll, ha- we'll have to see, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, in I general, think I think, yeah, you guys, listen. Six uh, games out of six, like, in the like out of the big six teams, we played five games. Sorry. We haven't lost once. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's been good because Liverpool and Man City still have to play each other, I believe. And yeah, that will do. be at Anfield. It would be at that's Anfield. at Anfield, so I, and we I drew. Think, we drew the first game. I think that's still. Gonna, I think that probably ends in a draw as well. Mm. Um, Liverpool still have to play. I believe you guys have to play Spurs at home. Yeah, got to do Spurs at Anfield. We still uh, we're, uh, we have United away, which United obviously United at Old Trafford. Yeah, and United suck, but that's still not and easy. We have to with Chelsea done, Arsenal done, Chelsea done, yeah, Arsenal so done. Have, yeah, so uh, you have the and then Man City would have have us at home they have i believe they still have united away yeah actually i think that's next week bro let me check isn't the manchester derby next week no it's not well i'm tripping hold on no no okay oh man united play villa next week. okay that'll be that'll be a pretty good game mm. today's the what today's the fourth that'll be next sunday okay mm. cool um yeah we'll have to see but obviously arsenal like i'd say yeah like the two hardest games we have remaining were liverpool at home and man city away we took care of liverpool today and we have man city left so we'll yep. have to see but now you guys have been stepping up in those big matches and we're going to talk about the liverpool arsenal game in just a bit now obviously with spurs mm. beating brentford 3-2 that was a funny game uh, man. it was a very funny game because you have uh, brentford opening up the scoring and then mope doing the the, the james madison I mean, he's a dickhead he i is, hate man. i hate like ever since he injured leno mm. which uh by the way biggest butterfly flecked in like the history of sports because yeah. you know that injury Amy Martinez the GOAT winning the World Cup you know you know, you know what I'm saying anyways yeah he's a dickhead I hate him I can't yeah. stand Mopa like he was even even with Everton like he was we saw the caption after the game yeah. where because okay Madison uh, and uh, I think it was um what's his name Johnson that guy with uh, Spurs what's his name uh, uh Brendan Johnson yeah Brendan Johnson yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brendan Johnson basically they're both like kind of making fun of him after because they end up they end up winning the game 3-2 they're doing the whole darts thing making fun of him then mm-hmm. he goes on IG after talking about uh, I have more goals and less relegations than James Madison. But it's like yeah. Everton barely avoided relegation last year. Hmm. And that was because your team. It's like you scored one goal the whole year. Like yeah. you're not good. Yeah, no, 100%. And and it, the funniest thing is that I think, in my opinion, you can talk smack if you win. You can't talk smack if you lose. Even if like – like that's just – I think that's just general like smack talk etiquette. You Look, know? E- but, uh, even if you lose, like say say you lose, like you talk smack and lose, but you're like a player of substance. You know, you're you're, mm. a, you're a top tier player, and you lose, cool, because like you can at least say like, oh, okay, fine, we lost, but I'm still better than you. Because like for example, okay, let's say I don't know for some, okay, let's say for some reason, let's, let's say Salah like made fun of Jason. Let's say that as an mm. example, right? 
And then James Madison's like, oh, giving him shit. Spurs end up winning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then Salah could just turn back and be like, yeah, well, like, I'm still better than you. Also, I have one more shit than you. Yeah. But, like, Neil Mope, who's not better than James Madison, and has early won nothing in his career, cannot be out here talking shit. Yeah, and the thing is that it was, it was a classic example of Renfrey in his head because he was he made the post, and yeah. then he commented on James Madison's post talking about... Uh, <laughs> no, it was his own post. It, didn't even co- it was literally his own post that he made on his Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, and he was uh, talking smack and, like, mm. all this stuff. And, like, at the end of the day, James Madison and Spurs do get, the, the like, the, the last laugh. Mm. You do have, like, uh, you know, everybody on Spurs who scored that game, which was uh, Madison, uh, no... Yeah, that, it was. Let's see. I, th- I believe it, it was, was um, Brendan Johnson. Richarlison. I believe Richarlison scored, and there was um, who was first? Udogi. Yeah, yeah. Udogi. Udogi. Yes. So all th- all three of those brothers. I know. I guess Udogi. Charlton's been doing good, man. Yo, the oh, faith man. you've had in him is uh, is paying off. I guess you're like you're like that one guy with Hoyland, that little midget guy who sings. You know. Oh, uh, I mean? Sean. Sean Mills. Yeah, Sean Mills. See, you're Sean. You're the Sean Mills for Richarlison, man. Yeah. Well, because you know what, with Richarlison, it's like. When you see him play for Brazil, mm. you could see that there is talent there. Now, obviously, like I'm not saying that he's the second coming of like Neymar or something, but you could see that he has this ability to score goals, and for whatever reason, it just wasn't clicking for him with Spurs, and he was in a definitely like, a slump, you know. Uh, but now he's cooking, man. Like we can't really like you know he's not even scoring regular tap-ins. He's been no, scoring no, he's decent been goals. The second coming of Neymar plays for my team though. Uh, Lamin Yamal. We'll get on to him later. Oh yeah, well he's yeah he's actually man he's he's well, quality. We'll get on to him later. Liverpool. Anyway, oh, nice. uh, so, so that but that's Spurs. I mean, like, listen, I don't think like we had this one funny thing with uh, interview with uh, mm. with uh, what's it, Ange, mm. and the guy was like talking about how he's not going to win trophies this year or whatever. And then yeah, goes, so the the premier. Look, I like Ange. I like Ange. I just hate the fact that like people like it's it's not his fault. It's, yeah, the, it's the the cult fault. following yeah. around. Like I, I hate that people just suck him up. Like because they're mm. like, oh, he says mate and he's funny and he's charming. No, okay. but he is. He is. Listen, he's Look, he's he's a, he's a great manager. He's good. But, he's funny. But, but like, I do agree that I don't. I, he's not. They're not. Like the, the excessive prime. dick writing is kind of throwing me out because okay, think of it like this as well. Even if Spurs make top four this year, which they will, and you like, think they're gonna do it over a Villa? Yeah, yeah, they will do. It. Okay. Even if they make top four this year, they play attractive football, whatever, whatever. It's like he's not doing anything different than any other. Like under Pochettino, is the same thing. Under Conte, despite how bad the football was, they still made top four. Yeah, but I feel like you, know you can I mean? see you can see the quali- the quality of Spurs football is better. Look, look, Spurs right now just remind me of how they were under uh, Pochettino. Mm. That's, that's pretty much like they're kind of just reminding me of when they were under Pochettino, which, which was good. But yeah. like people are acting like he's doing something that's like so mm. different. Like Pochettino, the hype he was getting, I understood it. Why? Because he was doing stuff that like Spurs, like Spurs were never really Champions League regulars. They never made a Champions League final, obviously, all this stuff. So that's why I understand why people were like giving him, you know, praise. Well, and just like I get. Like people can say, oh, he's a good manager. I just don't get the praise because yeah. like they're not doing anything. Like I think he's a good he's a good man yeah. manager in the sense that he's the kind of guy that you mm. want to motivate the team. Mm. He's been doing a really good job at that. Like a lot of like like the, the the players have already spoken openly about him and how he's a good manager in that sense. So mm. I think he had definitely has some work to do in terms of the Spurs team. Now it does bring me to like this thought that I had about tournaments like the Asian Cup and AFCON being in the middle of seasons and whether or not you like agree that that should be the case now obviously with AFCON having in the middle of summer would be like a hell on earth but that's the thing like I'm sure there's a reason why they're in the middle of the season like I'm assuming AFCON's weather weather probably for the weather I mean the Asian Cup I I understand a bit less unless like it's hosted in like somewhere in the Middle East okay maybe it's in Qatar Qatar, okay 
But like the Asian Cup, normally I'm not sure. It's normally it is in the winter, though. I'm pretty sure it's not like it changes. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. It the only reason I bring it up is because you have a guy like Son who is doing work for South Korea, by the way. So shout out to South Korea. Yeah, free kick the other day brought him to the semis. Yeah, and bro, he's in in more than one game. He's been like just bringing clutch goals for them. Mm. But this is a guy who, for most of the Spurs season, has been just Mister Clutch as well. Yeah, he's you know Spurs' what I mean? best player. So like. It's hard because I see I I, I feel for for this team because I'm like man like you know what like that Everton game with Sun could be different you know yeah we'll get like, onto that obviously after but yeah exactly like, yeah they drew and then you th- yeah yeah I, I can I get that but yeah but so and they do so anyway they they do end up drawing to to Everton in, in yesterday it was yesterday right yeah it was yesterday it was a Romero own goal with like you know what's funny actually is that I didn't actually get to see that because there was like two minutes left of the added time. Mm. So I just turned off my phone. I'm like, okay, well, Spurs win. And I saw that, yeah, obviously, the Romero scores no goal. I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm like, ah. Do you, do you rate Romero? No. I'm not really, like, a big fan of his, to be honest. Because, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't rate him. I think, like, I think the only reason why people – I'm not saying he's bad, but I think the reason why people give him this hype is, first of all, well, okay, he played for Argentina, obviously, when Messi won the World Cup. There's that. Two, he was highly rated in Italy, and because Spurs bought him for like sixty million, that's the thing. They did buy, they pay mm. a lot to get him. Yeah. Three, it's because like his his tackles are very noticeable. What yeah. I mean by that is that he's very like like he's aggressive. Yeah, you know I mean he's like, an aggressive defender. But like I don't know, like I don't think he's all that. Like I think he's a decent he's a decent center back, but I don't think he's like wow. I just don't think like he's like 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 you have Messi saying he's like the best defender in the world. Yeah, you have like people, you know. obviously it's his team, it's his international teammate. But like at the same time, I just and Spurs fans in the beginning of the year calling him like one of the best defenders in the Premier League. I just don't think that he's there. I think that still the two boys that you have at Arsenal and then some of the, the defenders of City, defenders of Liverpool, these are some of the defender, best defenders in the in the Prem. Yeah, but Romero is just not at that Romero's level. Romero's decent, but I don't. Well, he's not top five in the Prem, and he's probably top ten. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, he's, I would he's say top, top ten, top 10 defenders. Yeah, he's top ten. I'd say. But yeah. yeah, and then moving on now, that these were to me the like surprise results of the week, obviously. Mm. So. Lewin smoked Brighton four 0 and they also drew to Newcastle four four and like, and like this is this this is the second time this happens this year. What I mean by that is that so you had Fulham beating West Ham five nil and they also beat what was the other team to beat five nil? It was back to back games. It was West Ham five nil and then there was um, Sheffield. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know points. Fulham beat two teams in a row five nil and to me that was like really shocking. That was in the same week and now Luton same thing. Two games where they score four goals mm. and one's a four nil, one's a four four and a game where the four four they were leading four mm. two and then Newcastle probably should have won it. I did because I didn't watch the whole game. So I'll be honest, like Luton and Newcastle isn't necessarily no, like, it's not like, like I don't look at that shit. And I'm like ah, oh, let me watch it. Cause I, I was at the gym so I was mm. like okay, I'll just work out. But then I saw that it was four two Luton. Yeah. So I'm like. Hold on. So then I watch it, and then, yeah, okay, Newcastle comeback. Trippier scores the third, I believe. Who's the guy who scored the fourth? I forget. Was it uh, Was it Isak? I don't know. No, it wasn't Isak. Isak's injured, I think. Who was it? Because I know Trippier scored the third, and who scored the fourth? Was it Barnes, maybe? Uh, It was Har- Barnes, yeah. Yeah, Harvey Barnes. Okay. So it was him. And then that, then Newcastle could have probably scored one more towards like the end. There was like a few times where like Lewin had to make the goalie had to make a few saves. There's a few times where like the ball rolled across his box, and then like all I needed was like a touch from a player, and then it'd go. And one of those games was a very entertaining game. And based on like that evidence, do you think Lewin are staying up this year? So they're 17th right now. Okay, yeah. so just just above Everton by one point. Mm. Okay, uh, on 20 points, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they're a team that has genuinely impressed me because these these guys coming into the season, especially after their first couple of games, they're like, these guys are bottom of the barrel, 20th. And you have to like, keep in mind as well, one result we're forgetting. I mean, they also almost drew to Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal beat them last they, second. They drew to Liverpool. Yeah, they drew to Liverpool. Yep. And I believe Man City only beat them like 2-1 or something. Yeah, like yeah, Davis. No, like, like, they've been holding their own. They've been holding their own. I think I think they, they have this just weird like like underdog mentality, which I really like. Like the, Luton's not a team that I see and I'm like, mm, I hate Luton. No, it's a team I see like, unless they're playing against my boys, I'll be like, shit, like, I want I want Luton to win, you know? And so they they get the three points against Brighton. They're a solid team, you know? A team mm. that this season, to be fair, has been really up and down. I know. They've been confusing, man. That, and the fact that Zerbi's linked to the Barca job scares the mm. shit out of me. Fox. Like, I don't um, know. And then, and, but then, but, and then they draw to Newcastle, which, again, mm. is a team that, some, you know, some games they show up, some games they don't. But in, in the fashion that they did, mm. where it's, like, it was really back and forth, they were leading twice, I believe, Luton was. Yeah, it was. Um, it went... It was Let's one, see, 1-0 Newcastle, 1-1, then 2-1 Newcastle, then 2-2, then 3. No, they only led one. So it went from, yeah, 2-1 Newcastle, then it went to 4-2. 1-1, 2-2, 3-2. Yeah, they led once. Like, basically, they made it to 4-2. So yeah. they made it 4-2, and then Newcastle scored twice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, but it was good. That was a good game. It was I mean, a good game, honestly. So for you Luton fans, uh, you know, honestly, you guys have really impressed us. If you do watch our podcast from the like beginning of the season, you will know that like we were calling for Luton to be in that twentieth place. Like yeah, position. and I thought they were gonna be like hard on yeah, that like, like they're gonna be like he, I think Brahim, you at the time said something about like they might even get like the lowest points tally. Yeah, in I, th- I genuinely thought Luton were gonna be like. If not the worst Premier League side of all time, points wise, because the worst Premier League side points wise is Derby in two thousand eight. They had I think eleven points, mm-hmm. which is fucking wild. But that's yeah. wild when you think about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't necessarily like. I thought maybe they'd be like close to that. Maybe not eleven, but like maybe I'd say maximum twenty points they'd have. And then they'd be like basically, but basically by like early March, we knew they they were like for sure gonna be relegated. And now they're already on twenty points. And honestly, I don't know. Now, granted, Everton, take away that point deduction they have, they'd be, I think, 11th or 12th. They'd be, like, right next to Chelsea, who are 11th. So, because Everton have been decent this year, Lewin, I still think, could get relegated because I doubt Everton staying 18th for that long, yeah. for one. Yeah. But it depends because Nottingham Forest have been kind of meh. Like, I know they beat United not not a long time ago. They also played decently against Arsenal, whatever. But Nottingham Forest haven't been wow. And, like... But we can say for sure is Sheffield and Burnley are going down. Yeah. After that, I mean, I don't know. Crystal Palace have been like Crystal Palace are in real danger. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at, because they got spanked this weekend four one to Brighton, and mm-hmm. that leaves Crystal Palace only four points ahead of Luton. Yeah. Like they're fourteenth, but like it's quite congested down there. Now Brentford are uh, down there as well, but with Ivan Tony back, I doubt they're staying there for long. Plus you said they're on twenty one games, right? Yeah, exactly. So I doubt they stay down there for long. So we'll have to see, but yeah. And no, now, listen. It's there's there's a lot of listen. There's a lot of movement that can happen both down and mm, up. Pause. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, speaking of that, we'll let's get, first of all talk. We want to talk. We want to save Arsenal Liverpool for our last English segment. Okay. Let's talk about Chelsea versus Wolves because Chelsea. <laughs> okay. We I did mention something about before the Liverpool game last week in our podcast. I did mention something about Chelsea winning the last few games. Yeah, yeah. And I told you. Yeah. What I tell you? What right? did I tell you? They're shit. They're not good. Chelsea They're terrible. Get absolutely spanked like by sp- Wolves, a team that week, United yeah. beat. Yeah, in the span right? of a week, four-one Liverpool, four-two, four-two, and they let Cunha of all players score a hat trick against them. <laughs> and all I saw today, all over football Twitter. By the way, follow us on Twitter. 
all I saw was Pochettino out. Okay. <laughs> What do you think about Pochettino? Because I'll give you my opinion, you give me yours, right? Okay. My thoughts are yeah. y'all changed the manager from Tuchel uh, to uh, Potter to Lampard to Poch. Mm. And all these brothers somehow have like an issue or like managing Chelsea or whatever. Is it the manager's fault anymore? I don't think so. I mm. think Todd Bowley has done, and, and, and people in his circle have done an absolutely terrible job building a squad mm. i you, you when you t when you tell show me their their squad sheet their their their, their starting 11 okay mm. and you tell me that over the last two seasons these brothers have spent a billion pounds on this team <laughs> I, I don't believe it <laughs> i don't believe it bro like none of their team gets into any like would any player on their team get into man city no 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 none of no one on their team would get into man city's team enzo no, fernandez yeah. would be a bench player like maybe yeah. okay, Enzo. Like I'm not saying would get into like the team in in terms of like like I'm talking starting eleven. None of their players make the starting eleven of Liverpool, Arsenal, or Man City. I'm sorry, bench maybe. Like okay, Enzo can make it. You, okay, Sterling obviously sure, but like their team Sterling sucks. Sterling shocking by the way. But their team sucks. Yeah. Like, listen, listen. You want to know my opinion about this? Mm. I think it's a mix of both. First of all, um, so at this point last year, Chelsea were, I think, two points better off, and they were 10th. They were 10th, yep. And now they're 11th at this point Correct. last year. There's that. Pacino's had money to spend. Now, I'm going to say this. The squad building's been fucking terrible by the board because they still don't have a finisher. Like, Nick, Nick uh, ja Jackson's back from, uh, from, from the AFCON. AFCON yeah. yeah, he's back from AFCON, but he still sucks. <laughs> they let Broya go to Fulham, mm. which, like, he's not good, but, like, Still, like, still, why would, like, like yeah. you know, like, That's depth gone. Like, there's that depth is gone. Who's there? Like, they don't have any finishers. So, like, there's that. Their team as a whole, like, they're defending is shocking. I don't think it's terrible, but, like, that's not the, like, this, like, you get any manager in the world. Yeah, they're not making top four, but this is where I blame Poch, but they're not bad enough to be 11th. Like, for me, Chelsea are a team that should probably be getting spanked by, like, the bigger teams. Like, yeah, if they lose to the Arsenals, Liverpool's, Man City's, Spurs, United's, okay, fine. Like, I'm not going to be, like, shocked, but they shouldn't be losing because they lost, let's see, 4-2 to Wolves. They lost, I believe, to Villa. They've lost to Nottingham Forest. They lost to... What's they lose to me? I think they lost to Fulham at home as well earlier in the year. I don't know. There's a lot of games they've lost, which have been like, to, in my opinion, down to the manager because it's like if you could at least see something in Chelsea where it makes you think like, okay, like the manager could, will get it right eventually. Sure, but like I don't see it because like with Arsenal under Arteta, we were 15th at Christmas, but like you could kind of see. Mm. something there yeah. and then look at Arsenal now with Chelsea it's on top first of all you don't really see anything that like you think could improve and then second of all um it doesn't help that Pochino comes out in the um like in his preface conferences and just basically blames everyone but himself yeah like he blames the players blames the board whatever he, yeah. ne he never blames it himself kinda, so, like, it kind of destroys the team spirit like yeah like it's not he basically came out today and saying that the players are not do not play well under stress Mm. He also talked the other day how like oh we don't have a set piece a set piece specialist so we need to go out and get one yeah. blah 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 which like yeah fair but like those aren't things I think you should be really saying to the media. No, point. I agree. I think there's a lot of matters that these days have been publicized when they should be internal. Ten yeah. Hag is responsible for that. Poch is responsible for that. Now what I will say is mm -hmm. uh, what's what's really concerning about Chelsea 
is uh, they have a lot of offloading to do. So apparently they are they are right now not not being investigated, but they are at risk for for breaching financial yep. fair play, and they have to offload at some point about a I think I, I read a hundred million worth of uh, homegrown talent. Yep. In order to st to stay within their their financial fair play, like so, rules. that would have to be yeah. Conor Gallagher is one, mm. and then who else is homegrown? Like homegrown, like England or from their academy? I think they. I think it's uh, England. English. So who, so Sterling. Sterling. Okay, so Gallagher, uh, Sterling. Levi Colwell, which is already uh, that's three of like their best players. Even though Sterling's hit or miss, Gallagher. Yeah, I don't which, rate but, but, that much. But hundred percent. But, like, but which is why I think that you we saw a lot of shouts of like, oh Gallagher transfers. They said Spurs were interested. Things like that. I yeah. think this is part of the reason because uh, Bowley knows yeah. that he has to offload some of these players now. The tr yeah, the, the troubling thing is that look his, at the contracts. His they international, one hundred percent. His yeah. international players are not really necessarily stepping up. Like his Caicedos yeah. are not stepping up, and and his, the contracts they had, they gave out are ridiculous. Yep. Like that was the whole thing when they they were giving out all these contracts the last year to like seven, like stuff, seven, yeah. eight, twenty, bro, twenty twenty, not twenty thirty. Like yeah. the, the Mudrick contract expires in twenty thirty two. They gave him a nine year contract. Yeah. Caicedos yeah. eight year. They gave Enzo an eight year, and these are all players like especially Enzo. I think Enzo right now. I, I saw this. He has a twenty nine win percent rate since he got to Chelsea. Yeah. 11 wins, 16 losses, and like I don't know how many draws, but like yeah. Like Enzo He's not like 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 he's not the player that a lot of Chelsea fans hype him up to be. Like he got absolutely rocked by Liverpool's midfield uh, midweek and he's not he's not worth the eighty million that they paid for him. But it was like a hundred. It's, it's it? not even that. It's like, look. First of all, I, I think Enzo is better than like what. Well, look, yeah, I think Chelsea fans overrate the shit out of him, but yeah. I do think he's better than what you're seeing. I don't think yeah. he's bad. Like I think yeah. you put him in Liverpool. I think I, the system is just not. I really think you put him in Liverpool. I think he's your best midfielder. If you put him in Liverpool, I think he'd be your best midfielder. No, I, I think he'd be better than Sabozar Mikel. So no. that, that's just. Yeah, that's maybe, what maybe I think. right. Maybe you right. put him in Arsenal, I think he'd be one of our best midfielders. You put him in Man City, he'd be a decent midfielder. Like I don't think it's he's overrated, but he's not bad. But the issue is that you look at him right now. Mm. I'd say give him maybe like max one more year, if not this summer. He's gonna want to go because yeah. he wants, he's, he's young. He wants to win. He, he's not even that young, and he, like I, I know he's still young, but like he's twenty three. I believe. Like, yeah, it's young, but like if in the next year or two you don't get another move, then like you're kind of stuck. Like you gotta you gotta look for your pr that prime move. If like that. Gotta, that's the you thing. Go, yeah, because like, you're gonna be in your prime. You gotta yeah. look for the team yeah. that's gonna like kind of. Yeah. You know what you can win with, so yeah. No, but I how would that. they offload it? Because obviously they're going to take a, a financial loss There's on these players, loss. and yeah, how are they going to offload them? Because let's see, Caicedo, they just got him. He might want to go in the next year. Enzo might want to go. Mudrik might want to go. Sterling might want to go. Thiago Silva's damn near ninety, so he's obviously leaving anytime in the next year. Um, also, funny, I don't know if you spotted this. Um, Thiago Silva's wife, who is like known to like talk a lot. Like, if there's any people yeah. watching basketball, you know Al Horford's sister. Yeah, she always talks shit on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thiago Silva's wife is kind of like that, where basically she always talks shit on Twitter. And today she basically said... Um, we need change. Yeah, potch out. Yeah, she basically yeah. essentially said potch out because... Which I found funny because two of the goals were actually Thiago Silva's fault. But yeah. yeah. Um, she basically was calling potch out, saying that the team is shit, they need change, whatever. And like... Like, if I'm Thiago Silva, first of all, I'm telling my wife, like, bro, shut up, first of all. Like, even though, like, she is right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She is right. But like, you don't say that publicly. Yeah. It's a bit tough. Second yeah. of all, if you're Pochettino, like, what can you do? Like, literally... Even if maybe your the Thiago Silva himself doesn't want Poch gone, whatever, it's obviously not a good look when his wife is saying it. Mm. Pretty much a lot of the media is on his ass, whatever. So like, yeah, Chelsea. Not that I'm sad about it. I am loving this related, right now. I'm I am loving this yeah. Chelsea downfall, by the way. Um, but yeah, I honestly think Chelsea, man, the next like, 
I don't see them being good again, bro, for the next like five years Agree, because the, yeah. uh, the, 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 there's too the, much work to do. In because about the damage that's been done to this team, because just just offloading like half of that squad because that whole squad sucks. Don't get me wrong, but just half loading, offloading half of them will take you at least a year or two. Mm. Then to get other players, then to put them up to speed with the system, get a new coach. Blah, blah. This is like five years worth like of work. So I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea the next five years are going to be just probably like hanging around those like not. I don't think they're going to be as bad as mid table, but I don't think they're making Champions League for a while. Like I think they're going to be hovering around anywhere from fifth to tenth the next five years. Hundred percent. I don't. Now this is I a question see. for you, right? Yeah. Because um, obviously Mudrik being a Arsenal target last season, and mm. you know that bullet that you dodged because Mudrik sucks. Let's let's mm. just be honest. That Zionist prick sucks. Mm. Okay, but. The return that you got, where you guys decided to go for Trossard instead, and you saw what he did today, right? <laughs> um, is that the like the biggest bullet that you can recall Arsenal dodging, like, or like has there been something like that? You can uh, let's see. That I can recall, yes. Now, we're forgetting anyone else. I don't know. Because um, that's an 80 million pound look, bullet. Yeah, look, that, that I can recall, yeah, definitely. Because if we got him, I don't think we would have gone down and got Declan Rice. Because no, I don't think we would have had the money. Had for the that. money nope. So, yeah, I think in the last probably five, ten years, that's probably, yeah, the biggest bullet we dodged. Because we got Trussard, who granted doesn't start. Mm -hmm. But, like, since he came to Arsenal, it's been great. I know for a fact he has at least 15-plus assists because literally from January till the end of last season, he had, I think, nine assists. Yep. So I know he's probably up to like somewhere between 10 to 15 assists. And in terms of goals, he's probably between 5 and 10. Yeah. So what, 20, he's, he's anywhere between 20 to 30 GA in the last year. Yeah, and that's a good for a bench player. Which is amazing. decent for a bench player and a winger. Yeah. Which So yeah, and um, Trossard's been terrible. So not no, Trossard, no, no, Modric. Fucking Modric. Modric's been terrible. Yeah. Now, Grant, do I think Mudrik is as bad as he is? No, no, I don't no. think so. Because I think he plays but, a lot better for his, his international club, like well, his international team. So yeah, but like, I, but he's just he, not, he's, he's not the eighty million. Yeah, he, he's that not he, he's not good, and he also yeah. has really fucking fruity tattoos. The dude oh has oh my god, the butterfly in his neck pissing me off. He has fruity ass tattoos, and he has he also has a stupid ass haircut. Anyways, yeah, Chelsea suck. Well, Moving on, um, United, I mean, West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. I mean that game, I didn't watch it. It was a little early, but I don't think three 0 right? Nine a.m. is early to you, lazy bitch. Yeah, I'm um, tired. Yeah, 3-0. I mean, I don't think it reflect like I don't think the scoreline reflects the game. I think United on the grand scheme of things should have won, but like West Ham still I mean, I think they had only three shots on target, but West Ham had like twenty five shots. United had I think twelve yeah. or something. But yeah, United on the grand scheme of things, yeah, like on on the overall should have won that. Mm. Hoyland got one, Garnacho got two. Good finishes too, but Garnacho to me is very, 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 very overrated. And I think it's for th two reasons. One, if we're looking based on just output, this year he hasn't been bad based on output. And like I guess depending on what kind of fan you are, maybe to you that's enough. Like maybe to you because he's giving you because let's because, all, but you know why? Because he's he's one of their best attackers. Yeah, but their attack is so but bad. Yeah, but because like, about, I understand why you you might say that he said he's overrated, right? Well, because United fans are like, okay, well, for a long time, their mm. their attackers weren't even generating the most G, like the most GAs. It was like their midfield. Yeah, it was like, Bruno for the last three yeah. years has been their most consistent GA merchant. Now it's because like look at like look at it like this. He scored two goals today. He scored. I know the Everton one. He scored against Galatasaray. I believe he scored against Arsenal. Or was that good? no? That was the, no. That was offside. The one he scored against Arsenal yeah. was offside. 
He's come up with a few goals this year, and he's still relatively young. He's like 19, so I get where the hype comes from. Also, the fact that he's also Ronaldo's like yeah. biggest D rider. Yeah, so right. all the Ronaldo's fans hype him up, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of Ronaldo fans in the United fan base, obviously. So like, you know, and Di Maria came out and said. Uh, that he should avoid it or something, avoid celebrating like Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, he should, he should. It's hilarious. But, like, in my opinion, Garnacho, because every time I watch him, like, also, he's really not fast for a winger. Like, he gets outpaced very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and against against defenders who actually, like, are aggressive, he's trash. Because Yudogi dog-walked him when they played Spurs. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, he just, like, I feel like he just gets the ball and runs in one straight line. I don't really, he doesn't really have that many dribbling moves. Mm. He's not really, like, that smart. I mean, I, I don't know if... No, it wasn't today. It was against them. Yeah, Wolves. This is one time Hoyland gave him so much shit because this one time he could have played Hoyland in. He tried yeah. to do like a, like an outside-the-foot pass mm. and I think he kicked off for a goal kick. It was really bad. The right side. Yeah. It was really bad. So yeah. like, I don't know. Honestly, United fans, you guys can let me know what you think. I personally feel like I, I get why you guys might like him, but to me personally, I think he's insanely overrated but granted like getting pointed out if anthony's your other winger <laughs> i get why garnacho looks amazing in comparison but yeah anyway so there was that three no west Ham. that puts united up to sixth because yeah. now west Ham dropped down to seventh united now are eight points off top four which they're not getting by the way but yeah just a little little fun fact i guess 100 villa are no spurs no it's a no Hold up. Yeah, Spurs are fifth on 44 points, so six points out of United. Yep. Villa on 46. Yep. And then, yeah, you have United, and you also have the, the top three. So, yeah, that was I mean, listen, for they, 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 You know, honestly, we talk about United a lot, and they're still kind of in that, uh, like... Yeah, no. Like, they're ma- they're making uh, they'll make Euro. I think I think I think Europa League is what? Well, is it only six. is it only five? Is it five, five six? six? Five six in the seventh Conference League. Five and six Europe. Okay, yeah, United will make Europa League for yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, conference. I mean, they couldn't make conference, league, but Champions League, nah. No, no, no yeah. Nah, I don't. I mean, think I think they, they could still push, but I think Spurs and and Villa are teams that are much more likely to. Maybe do if they win the Champions League, they get into the Champions League. Oh wait, they're out. Anyways, right. I believe that. Let's re- talk about the big game though, Arsenal Liverpool. Oh, okay, yeah. because that is the game. That's of the Ballers the- Derby. That's the Ballers Derby. So first of all, I just want to shake your hand mm. and say good game. Okay, mm. Arsenal completely mm. and utterly outplayed mm. Liverpool mm. for approximately seventy-five minutes of that game. Yep, we had maybe 15, 10, 15 minutes in that second first part of the second. Yeah, half the where we fir- were like, until the Van Dyke mistake, you guys were probably we're on like, top, we're, yeah. we looked like we could score. <coughs> yeah, and uh, aside from that, Arsenal were better on an attack. They were a better counterattacking team. They were better defensively, despite that, that that one Saliba mistake. But that Van Dyke Allison thing was just ten times worse, so that like canceled out. And but midfield, your midfield was a lot better. Mm. Everything about almost everything about your squad today was a lot better. Our attackers completely disappeared because they were just weren't getting plays. Like our midfield yeah, was, was silent. Oh, I, I was gonna ask you like real quick, actually, like uh, give me your analysis of the game real quick. Like, I mean, obviously the result sucks, but like. The result, obviously, it's like a you know it happens to lose, but like for me, does the performance worry you, or do you just point chalk it down to basically like you had like a few of your players out? Because uh, let's see who you had. Out. Let's see. Okay, so Salah's obviously out. It was Salah. Nunez was on the bench. Nunez was on the bench. Sabazza was out. Endo's out for um, I believe. Yeah, he's coming back from the Asian Cup right now. I believe yeah. there was that. Um, yeah, obviously your left back, like obviously Robertson, Simicast have been out for a while, mm. and like Bradley's out. Bradley, his father passed away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, did So yeah, like, I, like, does the performance worry you, or are you just gonna put it down to like no, no, injuries? No. And like, you guys, you think you'll be fine for the rest of the year? So, well, 
we listen. You got to give credit to where credit is due. Arsenal is a fantastic side. I think that there are people that were saying that Arsenal is not going to do this, 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 this. Arsenal has a great team. Arsenal can do work. And at the end of the day, we were playing Arsenal at home. So that was mm-hmm. that, right? Um, w- there, the diff- I think the major difference maker here, uh, you don't want to blame the players that weren't available. At the end of the day, like that just happens in football. Like, I mean, you guys didn't have Jesus. You guys didn't have a couple players. Your bench mm-hmm. wasn't that deep either, you know? Yeah, we had... What Trossard, Smith Rowe, I think, and what like yeah. Reese Nelson. Yeah, hundred percent. But the, the, the I think the major difference is Arsenal looked like they wanted it. Mm. Liverpool didn't look like they wanted it. Even though like like obviously we needed to win, right? Which, they just didn't look like they wanted it. Wh- which is weird because bro, you guys played Chelsea midweek. You guys had like what four days or no. when did you guys play Chelsea? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. So you guys had four days rest mm. and like this was obviously like a very like important game wow. for Liverpool and especially cons- coming off like a really good performance mm. against Chelsea which is why I was surprised that, like cuz Liverpool looked really flat because okay besides the first like 20 seconds where like like basically it was like a one long ball from Van Dijk in the first like 20 seconds Jota like miscontrols yeah. it. and then if he if the touch was good he could have I think he scores that. But, but, like, understand, like, like Liverpool are a team that, in the Premier League especially, are known for having a really strong mentality. Mm. But the way that that second goal went in, because, you know, we talked about the first 10 minutes of the half was, mm-hmm. like, good for Liverpool, right? Yeah. But the way that that second goal went in, yeah, it was deflating, deflating yeah. as hell, yeah, man. Deflating, because, yeah. like, Allison and Van Dijk, who mm. are your two most, like, calm, collected brothers, mm. making a mistake like that, mm-hmm. the rest of the team is finished. And you could see, like, it just – the rest of the team were yeah, done. Yeah, it, it killed it because – well, because here's the thing. This is what I was worried about. So the first half, we should have probably, I think, had, like – I'm not going to – okay, maybe it's a stretch to say I think it should have been 3-0, but it should have been 2-0 because we – That Saka, that Saka header. Because yeah. the Saka header, don't get me wrong, it's not – like, Allison could have still maybe saved it. But it's the fact that Saka just like missed it completely, which kind of annoyed me. And also, there was the um, let's see. So we scored the goal. There was that. There was the Saka one. There was um, was there another one, or am I tripping? I think I might be tripping actually. Oh. Well, there was there was the you guys were still pushing a lot. Uh, we were pushing, but no, like a clear cut. Ch- I mean, there was the Jorginho like fake pass that he gave to Martinelli. Was that to Martinelli? Where was it? Yeah, it was to Martinelli, I believe. Mm. Was it them? Yeah. There was like the little fake pass Virginia gave to Martinelli, which like got blood, but it was like really close to the goal. I mean, like, yeah, but overall it should have been at least 2 0. Yeah. Because the thing is that the goal you guys scored was so, such bullshit. Yeah, so basically, like, Liverpool were very lucky to end that half 1-1. Yeah, right? like, it was... But the thing is that we've consistently been very good in the second half, like, mm. mo- like most games this year. And that's what I was scared of. Oh, yeah. Because you got, cause going into a game against a really tough opponent, like Arsenal away, obviously, and knowing you should have been at least down 2-0 to go into the half 1-1, in my head, I was like... Because after the half, I didn't think Arsenal necessarily were going to lose, but I was like, I don't feel like they're going to win. Because in yeah. my head, I'm like... I feel like that goal is so mentally draining, especially that Liverpool being Liverpool and, like you said, mentality monsters, blah, blah, blah. I thought, like, Liverpool were going to come out swinging second half, which they did, but I thought yeah. they were going to score. Mm. And then, yeah, like, obviously there was the um, – who do you blame more for that, Allison or Van Dijk? I blame – I blame Allison more for that Allison, than Van Dijk because I think Allison he gets in – Allison shouldn't have come out. Yeah, because Van Dijk dealt with Martinelli. With all, like, he went, he went in like this. Yeah. He blocked him off the ball. But then Van Allison kind of got – yeah, and Allison got, like, in his way, basically. Yeah, yeah so I blame Allison. Yeah, very uncharacteristic because, like – um, what was I gonna say? Like the three goals. Okay, the first goal wasn't as full. He made a good save on Havertz. Which, by the way, by the way, by the way, Havertz, right? He's lucky Saka was there. And also, and also that goal was very close to being given offside. Saka was like barely onside, yeah, right? right? After they reviewed it, if that was offside and we don't get given that goal, I'm fucking getting, I'm ripping it to Havertz because, bro, like, how, it's a one-on-one, man. Yeah, but Allison's good on those one-on-one situations. Like he's good, but it's not like it's not like Havertz didn't have like. Because Havertz was like had like all of the net time. It's not like the angle was tight. It's not like, no, he had all the net like dink it over him. Fin- I don't know. 
Saka's there, gets it, cool. But then the other two goals, yeah, obviously the, the second goal we just talked about, and the third goal, it's like, okay, I know it does take a deflection, but, like, I feel like I blame... For me, Van Dyke and Alisson, you're both your worst players today. Yeah. Because, like, even the third goal, Van Dyke should be way more aggressive on Trossard to, like, prevent the shot. Mm. And I know Trossard, it's on his left foot, and I believe Trossard's right foot. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, obviously, it's on it, his weaker foot. This, was, foot, a, but this like, was a big wake-up call for Liverpool, and yeah, this was a weird. big, uh, like, a momentum booster for Arsenal. A, because uh, Liverpool needs to understand that we can't just, like like keep cruising by and relying on those jota like 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 finishes mm-hmm. and like or like these you know what i mean mm. we we need to we need to uh, like grind out wins um against these big teams the only team we've beat in the big six are our chelsea sorry We've we've drawn to Arsenal United, just lost to uh, to Arsenal. We lost to Spurs. Yeah, your ba- yeah, your your big six record this year has been actually terrible. I just yeah, actually, yeah, it's no, not, it's right. not good. Like like you talked about your big six record, our big six record is terrible. Yeah, and the thing is about it, which which is the real difference maker. Understand, mm-hmm. is that yeah, sure we can beat like we we have we have Burnley next, right? Mm-hmm. We can beat teams like Burnley and like whatever. But at the end of the day, these games against the big six are title deciding games because now what happens is. Man, that Man City game is basically for the title. If you like, if like, can this, if, let's say you say, let's say you take out Arsenal, but I don't think you should. But let's say you do, mm. right? That for Liverpool fans, that Man City game is basically for the title because at the end, it's lucky that it's at Anfield. It's at home, yeah, at yeah. least. But at the same time, like we need, to, like you want to be title contenders, you cannot be this flat against Big Six. We beat a Chelsea that sucks. Let's be honest. United, we should have cre- like creamed them at home because we had like like what like thirty something shots. Yeah, uh, but none of those shots were really threatening. Threatening, 100%. Like, there, there was, like, the best chance of that game was actually Hoyland. Yeah, or if exactly. you remember, like, there was yeah. the Allison save. The best chance of that game was United. Is that, yeah. yeah, you guys. So, we listen, man, well, at the end of the day, and Van Dyke Van said this correct, right? We uh, we need to uh, – this was a wake-up call. He mm. said this is a wake-up call, yeah. and we are going to come back better. And that's what we needed, I think. So, honestly, I take it as a, it's a loss. We deserve to lose 100%. I don't feel like anything was stolen from us, to be honest, today. But you're still – you're still top, and uh, despite all like the shit on social media, or whatever, you guys are still two points. I above hate, but Arsenal. you know what, man? I hate like I love Liverpool fans, and I love like the like the Liverpool community, mm-hmm. but I hate the reactionary nature of fans. And Arsenal fans are like Big Six fans are like this, <laughs> but man, you like the taking re- the reaction on Wednesday afternoon after the Chelsea game is like, man, these are the best team that we have ever seen in our life. But I saw shouts to sell Gomez, and people were like, we're riding Gomez for like the last couple months. I was like, we should say, get rid of Gomez. Well, to be like, fair, like, the the Saul Gomez thing has been going on since last year, so but I don't think BS, I don't think, I don't think guys, it's reactionary. It is very reactionary because he's had an amazing season. He you has? Know? Yeah. Bro, if you see know. Gomez, like, he's had an amazing season. So, and, like, people saying, oh, this guy's not good enough, this guy's not good enough. Man, understand, mm. like, one loss is, like, sure, it's terrible and it sucks mm. in the moment, mm. but don't start bidding off your players. People talk about Allison, this, Allison. Well, Allison, you know how many points Allison's rescued for us this season? Yeah, Man, the, get out of here with the like, reactionary Like, really, out stuff. of your whole starting 11, I don't really think there's one player that I'd be like, oh, bin him. Like I will say this is obviously I think the loss today came up to came out to basically the midfield yeah because your midfield was fucking What's terrible flat. because Gravenberg no, Birch is really meh and Curtis Jones to me Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott I don't rate that much I'll no be I like Curtis I Jones and I like Harvey Elliott I don't rate but them I, I, that I, but much but is is too like like he and he, then, he, he gets bodied off yeah. the ball too often Rice was doing and great, McAllister way, was also playing in a deeper role which as we've discussed before is not it's suited t- to just him. tough for him it's tough yeah, for him you know and we 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 like. Like obviously, listen when you when you go a couple days or li- literally yesterday before this big game, and you hear people like Sabuzlayer out, you hear people like Nunez got uh, picked up a, an, a little bit of an ankle. This is why Nunez was on the bench, by the way. He picked up the, his uh, little ankle injury after the Chelsea game, right? Mm-hmm. He walked off with a boot. 
and you hear all these like like last minute basically like losses, mm. it does a little something to the squad. At the end of the day, no excuses. We lost. Yeah, because then again, Arsenal also had injuries. So, like you can't really. I don't think you put like it, like the better team won. Not the saying the Arsenal won. are like better overall than Liverpool. Like that's better, not the better the better you, team on like, the day one, man. And uh, that that's just what it is. I think I we should move on from our England talk though. Let us know what you guys thought about all the games, especially that last big game of the week, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Uh, but let's talk about La Liga. Let's and see. everything that happened this week with Barca and Real Madrid specifically. But, you know, well, we'll get, fans, we'll so get on, talk about Barca. I'll, get on, I'll go each team basically. One, one, I'll go on the top four teams one by one, basically. Yep. So top four, obviously, being Madrid, Girona, Barca, Atletico Madrid. We'll start off with Barca. Obviously, as you know, that beautiful jersey that is right behind yeah. me. You, we'll was, talk about that. It's so. beautiful this week. Last week wasn't super beautiful, was it? Uh, it's all. It's, the jersey will always be beautiful. Now, whoever puts that jersey on, oh, that's uh, debatable. Huh? Debatable. Anyways. You know, your jersey this season is nice. I like it. Yeah. Really? We haven't had, really had any bad jerseys, I'd say, since... I think the only jersey we've had that I thought was, like, insanely disgusting was the 2020 home jersey we had which was like the which was square yeah, yeah. which had like the square like thing Checkered? yeah i think that's like yeah like barca it's a it's a stripe team barca's yeah. a stripe team yeah like my favorite kit we've had actually in the last probably 10 years that i can remember uh, since our like since our last champions league win i like your black kits my favorite kit we've had in the last few years has been our 2020 2021 home kit that was really nice the black kit was nice um, our 2019 home kit was nice, and our, I believe it was our 2022 away kit, I think. It was the yellow one. I'm not sure. Anyways, we've got a few. We're not talking about kits. Anyways, yeah. Barca right now, obviously after Xavi's announcement stuff, we expect a reaction out of the team. I mean, granted, performance-wise, like, it's been a bit better. Results-wise, it's been good. Two wins out of two. So, we beat Osasuna 1-0. No. Alaves yesterday 3-1. Um, the Osasuna game was like, I mean, typical Barca game. Hella possession. No real threat. Lewandowski being a fucking donkey as usual. Rocky comes off the bench. B- my beautiful, beautiful Brazilian baller. The Tiger. You know, so we you have are. the shark and the tiger, okay. and we have a donkey on our team. We have all of Animal Kingdom okay, y- in y- our y- attack. Y'all y- have a zoo at the. We at have Barcelona. a zoo at Barca, so we have the donkey, and we have the tiger and the shark. Uh, the shark obviously picked up an injury really early in that game, unfortunately. So our attack is basically relying on a fucking donkey, a new kid from Brazil, and a 16-year-old because Jao Felix is also injured. So. Yeah, there was that. Nice win. Yesterday, I think the performance was... Yesterday's performance, to me, was probably our best in a while. And I think that has a lot of that has to do with the fact that we had a somewhat competent DM. Because I don't know if you watched the game or saw the lineup, but Christensen actually was the DM yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is something I've been calling for since literally last year, yeah. by the way. Um, Christensen as a DM, and we played way better, I think. Obviously, still wasn't perfect, but we played way better. Because like Alaves really didn't have... I say that many chances. I mean, beginning of the game, um, um, what's his name? Uh, it was kind of like the Liverpool game where yesterday, so I started off with like just one long ball. So I obviously I forgot the names of the players, but like yeah, one of the Alves defenders pings a long ball to their attacker, and he was offside. But if he wasn't offside, then that was a penalty for Alves because he got wiped out in the penalty yeah. box. But it was yeah. offside. But that would have been a penalty. So yeah, obviously slow start. Barca. I didn't see the Lewandowski goal. I didn't see that. But obviously there was the. Overall, nice bit of possession, whatever. We go in 1-0. Cool. I mean, I know that towards the end of the first half, Iñaki Pena pulled off like a really, really good save, which I don't care. Ben, fucking sell him. He's trash still. Um, and then um, Pedri Gundogan combined. Gundogan, I don't know if you saw the finish, but wild finish. Yeah. Very good finish. He went off injured too, no? 
I think it was more precaution. Okay. I think it was more precaution. I don't know, but Padu with a l- amazing. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna glaze that much. It was a very good assist. Very good assist to Gundogan. Very good finish. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, what happens? As I think we can have a comfortable performance. The second after, yeah, I'll have a score. Um, I don't know if you saw the goalie score, but the not like the finish was good. But yo, the pass and just like the the whole play. Did you see the play? Mm. Yeah, it was great. He literally he literally dinks the ball over our defender, cuts and does a Travella cross header goal. Cool. And then Rocky comes in with a very very nice finish. So it was um it was Font, our young left back. Plays like a ball into the box, like a little ball. And then he basically just like passes the ball into the to corner. The bottom right, yeah. Very good. And then this is his little tiger celebration. Yeah. Everything else goes well, whatever. And then gets a fucking red card, which like, I mean, it was two yellows. But like, what do you think? I think that was the most hilariously hilarious yellow card, like double yellow, I think I've ever seen. Because Who was the tackle on again? Tackle? I forgot, was it? Like, I forgot even... the name of the player. But what happened is that, bro, first of all, um, Pedri gets fouled before that happens. And it doesn't get called. Arguably, Lewandowski might have gone foul, which I, I don't know. Like, that was a clean tackle, to be fair, so I don't know. And then, if anything, the other dude fouls Rocky, and Rocky doesn't foul him, and then Rocky gets another yellow. And the thing is with VAR is you can't appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, you can appeal a direct red card. Like, you can check that, but you can't VAR check a second yellow, yeah. like a yellow card. So that, that's the thing. So... We couldn't up to the referees. Couldn't do shit. It's some bullshit. Victor Rocky's wife came out and basically was like cussing the ref on Twitter, which cool. Chavi came on his press conference and said if we were wearing white, we wouldn't have gotten the yellow card, which yeah, it's fair. You know what? Listen, out of all of those, I thought the funniest thing was the there was the one brother who took a picture of his leg and said, You see this? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, he's a Madrid he's on loan from Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So like he's a dickhead. We win. Cool. Um So he's so Rocky's out the next game, eh? Yeah, he's only out for one game, which like that's what it is, you know. I don't even know the like who even is our attackers? Because Ferran Torres is out for at least the next two weeks. Jao Felix is out to the end of the month, I believe. Rafinha is like, I'm pretty sure should be back like any day now. There's him, but like, yeah. uh, honestly, bro, our, th- our attack is really bare. So you guys got to play on, on the 11th at Granada. Yeah, that gives us a week of rest. Yeah. But then the ele- that's next Sunday, and then on the Wednesday, we'd have the Champions League. So yeah. we're going to have to rotate in that game. Yeah. We'll have to see. Anyway, so there was that. Um, Girona played um, Real Sociedad yesterday, and they drew. It was 1-1, right? No, 0-0. Zero, 0-0, zero. Zero, zero, that's what it was. 0-0, yeah. zero, zero, so there was that. But um, Daily Blind, uh, at full time, or not full time, like I think uh, like extra time right before the game, and they get the yellow card. So he's missing because Girona and Real Madrid have to play against next each week, other right? on uh, yeah, next yeah next week is Saturday or something. Anyways, yeah, they play each other next week, so there's that. Um one of the defenders also got, I think, red card, so he's missing that game. And mm-hmm. I think one of the other players got injured. Point is, we'll have to see about that. Um, Looks they, like there are two, two depleted squads playing against each other. Like but they I drew, yeah. And then Madrid, they beat um, Getafe, obviously, 2-0. And what do you think, so, about the whole uh, Bellingham thing, by the way? Um... So obviously that's a big thing. Uh, like at the end of the day, Bellingham has been one of uh, Madrid's brightest spots this year, this season. Uh, and if the business is true, mm-hmm. and he w- is in line to get a ten-match ban if they do decide that he did call uh, uh, Greenwood the R-word. Why they're thinking of giving him a ten-match ban? Really? Yeah, yeah. That, that's well, that's what they're called. Like that's what like the idea is. Like you mm-hmm. know, um, I wouldn't be against it. 
then it's a bit it's a bit uh it's excessive it's a bit excessive because excessive. at the end of the day like like they talked about hiring lip readers and all this bs like it's not gonna happen by the way Look, Look, I, it's, it's madrid it's madrid and it's bellingham it's not gonna happen it's not happening and i also don't think he said it to be honest yeah, like, I'll, I'll let you finish but like but anyway um, I, I just think that even even whatever whatever did transpire between the two uh i think that it is excessive i think like there, there is banter, and there is like obviously exceeding banter. If he did call him that, yeah, I'm, I would still say that he exceeded the level of banter that you should have between players. Not that he'd be wrong uh, as it's well. It's not that he'd be wrong, like... but he, it's still, it's still not in great taste, right? Uh-huh. And, and as part of a professional game. Yep. However, ten matches, really? Yeah, I think it's excessive, but La Liga is a stupid league. They're not going to do, they're I mean, not gonna do not, it, but, uh, but they're not going to do it because it's football. Madrid. It's Madrid. It's Madrid. Literally. They're not going to do it. You know, the, and like this year. Um, uh, Nacho Fernandez on Madrid has gotten two direct reds and direct reds is a three match ban yeah. and they've managed to bring it down to a one match ban mm. right but Lewandowski who basically did this to the ref got three matches Rodrigo slapped the What's goalkeeper I don't know oh. he did this and he got a red card it's like cocaine I have no idea I don't know um, Rodrigo's out to go and slap other teams goalies and doesn't gets away with it Vinicius gets away with the, half the shit he gets away with like if if the like going back to this if the Rocky yellow card is a yellow, red, whatever, then Vinicius should basically be having red cards every fucking match. Mm. So, like, I'm not going to get into that, but... I yeah, mean, that's Chevy said. League's if he was corrupt. wearing white, League yeah. is corrupt. Anyways, yeah. now, going... Just finishing with this, I don't think he actually said rapist because, okay, first of all, obviously, the only... The other thing people were saying is that he said rubbish, which, like... Okay, rewatching obviously, like, the clip of him saying it, like, you could... Like, it's plausible he said rapist or rubbish. Like, it could be either or. But the reason why I don't think he said rapist because, first of all, Greenwood, that same game, and I told you just literally right before we started filming, Greenwood, bef- like, during that game, literally gave shit to the ref, almost started beefing with the ref because the ref didn't give him a corner or a free kick. or Was it a free kick? Yeah, I think it was a free kick. But if basically Bellingham called him a rapist, and he was right next to him, too. It's not like he didn't hear him. He obviously heard it. Like, for him to have zero reaction to me says that, like, he did like Bellingham didn't say that because Greenwood obviously would have been like what the fuck like it would have squared up with him. Also on top of the fact that it wasn't a thing where like throughout the game him and Bellingham have been like beefing for Bellingham to say that. And third of all, Bellingham and Greenwood obviously know each other since young because they're obviously in the England academy together. Blah 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 blah. And even if Bellingham basically like dis disassociated his, himself from Greenwood, isn't friends with him anymore because of the whole incident or whatever, I still don't think. He would say that. Mm. I don't think he's he's gonna say it on TV. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I think maybe behind closed doors, yeah, he just knows talk. I'm sure, but like it's just it's just something very it's it. just something very inflammatory to say from a guy who hasn't been charged of anything. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like that that's the thing. Like, like we the, all the, heard the, the clip. This, but this like, is not yeah. Like this is not to say that like I believe he's not guilty. No, but, but it's something wild to say about a guy who, with all intents and purposes, is a free man walking. Like you yeah, know, that's the thing. So yeah, there's that. I mean, I know people are going to talk about robberies, but okay. So, okay, I'll be honest right now. So, I don't know if you watched the Atletico and Real Madrid game today. Now, obviously, a game that benefits Barca greatly because with that result, so Barca are, are six points behind Girona and eight points behind Madrid, and we still have to play Madrid, obviously, yeah. and we still have to play Girona. Mm. And um, Madrid and Girona play each other this weekend. So, if they were able to draw that game and Barca wins our game against Osuna, which – I can never say yes with Barca, but like we'll assume they win. Let's see. Yeah. We're back in the title race, and today against Atletico Madrid, I'll be honest, man, <laughs> Real Madrid got fucking robbed. Yeah, <laughs> because they had at least two penalty shouts, mm. right? 
against uh, Atletico Madrid because one, I think both of them involved Bellingham. He was basically getting, yeah, Bellingham gets pushed in the box, which was like a very obvious push, and then by Savage and Lorente during a corner or a free kick. Forgot, man, I, my memory is really bad today. Was was literally holding him. Now does Bellingham go down a bit easy? Like, yeah, sure, but I think that's still a, probably a penalty. Mm. Now, I'm not going to complain no, because fuck Madrid. They're a corrupt institution, and I hate them. And the fact that they're yelling corruption is hilarious to me. But, yeah, if that, like, if that was Barca, then yeah, I would have lost my shit. So mm. I get why they're mad, but, you know, hold that L irony. Anyways, there's that. Um, and like I mentioned, Barca are now eight points behind Madrid, six points behind Girona. And with the draw, actually, because like I was mentioned last week, we're now in a battle to just finish in the top four places to get Champions League. So Atletico are now th- we're third. Atletico are fourth, three points behind us, and Athletic Bilbao are five points behind us and fifth. So looking decent so far. Obviously, we can't guarantee shit with Barca, but if Barca don't make Champions League this year, then holy like oh my god. I th- I don't think that that's gonna be much obviously of a obviously yes. But I but think the major problem right now is so let's let's just say that you're focused on the season, you do your thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like obviously two results in the bag. You mm-hmm. know you got your wins this week. Yeah. Okay. But the next step is still you have to consider who your next manager is going to be, right? Because if if Klopp is true, and if, if, if the Klopp situation is true and the fact that he is going to take a year off, let's say, before he yeah, takes on any job, yeah, he's, he's out. then he's out of the race. And there have been some shouts about, like, you know, Deserby coming to your club or, like, you know. No, no, my, my issue is I'm, I'm going to explain something to you. So uh, according to rumors, a lot of members of the Barca board don't want, a, like, a non-Spanish-speaking coach. Mm. Which, to me, is like, okay, if you don't want a non-Spanish-speaking coach, I get that, but then why go for the Zerbi? Because if you're going to hire a non-Spanish-speaking coach, then hire Hansi Flick. Mm. You have to hire Hansi Flick or maybe Thomas Tuchel. Because if you're just going for like what's out there, the best, the best that's available, then you go for one of those two. Because, okay, rumors are apparently that Deco really wants the Porto coach, which is just insane f- nepotism. Because, first of all, Deco's a Porto legend, and he knows the coach, obviously. And, like, you know, they're both Portuguese, blah, 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 blah. And there's a bunch of nepotism that goes on in Barca because the th- the, my issue is that, like, obviously there's the whole George Mendes connection with Barca because he's obviously the agent of a lot of Barca's players. Mm-hmm. And he's also very good friends with Laporta. Like, I don't want this appointment to be anything but the best available. Now, the best, obviously, you know, Pep Guardiola, but that's not how it's going to happen. I mean, Luis Enrique, there was rumors, but... Look, would he come back? I don't know. He said that he's not going to comment on that. Do you think big managers are, are kind of like, like, things what, because Chavi came out and said that the Barca's job is shit? Yeah. Or trash or whatever? Like, he basically said, yeah, like, he wasn't enjoying himself. Like, he was talking to the Osasuna coach last week, and he was, and those two coaches basically saying, like, oh, I enjoy, like, working from, like, Monday to Friday, obviously, like, uh, doing my thing with the players. And Chavi's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, media, the stress, blah, blah, blah. So for Barca to get another coach, it has to be like either one, a dude who's familiar with like the Spanish media knows how they operate, so it won't weigh him down as much, or two, a big, big manager. Because I don't want to get some nobody manager from fucking Porto. Like, don't get me wrong, I believe Porto are top of their league. They're doing, they were doing decent in the Champions League, I believe. Yeah, they finished second in the group that they were in our group actually. Blah 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 blah. And the games we played against them, they did play well. Don't get me wrong, but still, going from Porto. To Barcelona, and also he's Portuguese. Like I know Portuguese and Spanish is similar, but if the whole Spanish thing's an issue, well, he's Portuguese. Yeah. Which, like, I'm telling you, just hire the best. Now, I, I still trust Laporta. I mm. trust he's going to make the right appointment. I mean, there was the rumor that I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name, but the Real Sociedad coach who came out and said, "I'm not leaving Real Sociedad," because like, why would he? First of all, like, he's been like people. I don't know if they noticed, but 
he's not just their coach, but like he's been in their team for like years. Like he was their B team coach, he was their youth team coach, he's their first team coach now. I think he used to play for them as well. Like he he's very in like linked with the club. With it, yeah. So like he's not going. I mean, obviously there's the Girona coach Michel. I take him. But like obviously that's still a step up because even though he's doing the well with Girona, it's still a step up to go from Girona to Barca. But I mean, Girona isn't far from Barca, so maybe that would tempt him because like he wouldn't really have to change his life that much. I mean, bro, there's rumors of fucking Jose Mourinho, no, um, Antonio Conte, no. Like honestly, honestly, if I were to just give you one manager right now who I'd like to have, would be Arteta. Mm. But obviously, I still want him to stay at Arsenal. But two, he wouldn't go because he still had like if he. It, if he wins a Premier League and Champions League with Arsenal, whatever, then yeah, he'd be tempted to go to Barca. But as of now, he wants to finish his whole project with Arsenal. And besides him, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, this co- like unless Barca pluck a manager out of their ass from, like, some random league. There's nothing, yeah. There's sure. nothing really, like, like, like I don't, intriguing out there at the moment. There's that, no big-name yeah. managers available besides Klopp. He's not going to be available for another year. So. Yeah, and the thing is about it is, like, if, like... One of the things about what Chavi's saying about like the Barca job is trash and things like that. Like I don't know if that wards off managers because if you if you t- take it, nah, like, I don't think so. Because like if you take it like with Klopp, right? And he said he's exhausted and all this stuff, right? Mm. Do you think you'd want to take a job like Barca? Like, no, he would. Yes. You think so? Look, yeah. don't get me wrong. Listen, listen. It's like the Man United job. Why do you think so many managers who are like like worth their soul still go to Man United despite everyone knowing that Man United is just like shit and their ownership is shit? Why? It's for two reasons. One, Man United's a big team. Like, obviously, Man United and Barca are big clubs, whatever. And two, managers are very egotistical. Mm. Because in a manager's head, Barca suck, blah, 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 blah. But in his head, he'd be like, yeah, well, I can go there, do my thing. And if I'm the manager to bring Barca back to, you know, Champions League winning glory and La Liga and blah, 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 then I'm going to remember it as a legend at Barca. It's like when Klopp took over Liverpool. Like, obviously, Klopp had that point won two Bundesliga with Dorman, made the Champions League final with them. I mean, they lost. But, you know, made the Champions League final with them. So to go from that to go into a Liverpool team who back then, I mean, like, were really – besides, like, those – kind of mid, yeah. Besides those two title runs they had made in 2009-2014 had been basically shit for the good part of 20 years. That had been not really that good. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, why did Klopp go to Liverpool? Well, now he's leaving Liverpool as basically their – if not their best ever manager, definitely their second best ever manager, and definitely their best manager of the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. So – there's that. So any, any coach worth their salt will want to take Barca or whatever. Mm. Like, I don't think, like, you know, I don't think it's a thing with, like, uh, oh, like, no one's going to be attracted to the Barca job because of what Chavez said. Because also, I need to keep in mind, although Chavez a Barca legend and blah, 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 he was still a newbie coach. Yeah. Any experienced coach would want to prove themselves at Barca. So I don't think his comments really are going to throw any manager off. Now, what any manager needs to know going to Barca, though, is that – they're only staying there for a good four years. Yeah. No, no Barca manager is gonna last more than three, four years at the club. I'm sorry, but they won't. Yeah. So, we'll have to see. I know. Is anything you like that on that or? Honestly, it is what it is. You know, in terms of Barca, I think that there is definitely a bright spot. Obviously, like we said last week, I think you're you're like you could maybe push for a league. I don't think you'll get it. Yeah. But uh, I think Champions League is still very plausible for you guys. Yeah, yeah for you sure. You just need to kind of sort out some of your like like maybe. Obviously, injury issues, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roque is looking great for you guys, so mm-hmm. like I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if everything works out, you guys play in a week and a half Champions League. Yeah, we play Wednesday against Napoli. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday against Napoli. So obviously, all of our Champions League coverage will be basically starting next week and onward. Keep on 
tuning into our TikToks. We go live and we, we cover matches and we do all those things. So definitely check us out, guys. But without further ado, that's all we really mm-hmm. want to talk about today. It mm-hmm. was a longer episode than usual, but I hope mm-hmm. you guys are enjoying the content. If you are, please consider subscribing. Please consider telling your friends, your loved ones, your mom, your dad, your grandma. And without further ado, I've been Kareem. That's been Brahim. Mm-hmm. I remember our question of the day was asking you guys about wh- what you guys think about Garnacho. So let us know in the comments and everything that we talked about today. Let us know what you guys think. And without further ado, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Mm.